You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, uh, you you may know, uh, if you've been paying attention at all, uh, we are going to try and like shotgun through a whole bunch of movies. And, uh, and this gets misleading, especially if you have been listening to us uh, every week, um, because... But we keep talking about how we need to get through all these movies yeah. before we do our best of the year list, which will be next week. So wow. take that. Right. Um, and it's uh, clearly been long enough. And yeah. theoretically, uh, I don't know, forces willing or whatever. Uh, but theoretically, next week, we're also going to be uh, like video. Um, oh, yeah. And... Right now, that seems like that will work out. We'll see what actually happens. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Maybe it will and maybe it won't. But that's the plan. Uh, yeah. But so it becomes misleading because we keep talking about how we want to get through all these movies before we do our best list and try and kind of wrap up the year. Because as you go through the year, as everyone knows, like we pretty much just do one movie a week. So yeah. we're not going to cover like every movie that, right. <laughs> that comes out. That's just not uh, how it's possible to work. But there are a lot of movies we want to get to. And especially because I don't want to have things as much as possible. I don't want to have things on the best list. And then we hadn't even covered it yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, which still will probably happen anyway. But the reason it becomes misleading is because now we have to get to all these movies and it sort of implies that a lot of these movies are going to be on our list. Right. Which is not necessarily true at all. Right. So that's, that's the rub. <laughs> so, yeah. so we're, uh, we're tricking you into thinking that, but, right. um, but they may also be movies, uh, that, so like, say when the, uh, list comes out yeah they might be movies that you know people will be surprised that they're not on our list right and then if we haven't covered those movies you know then that also can be its own thing which uh and for those of you who are new uh you you don't know that i hate lists and you love lists, I, love lists. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I hate ordering movies oh man uh like that it just right. in general yeah. right but but when I do like the written version of the list, I always do have like a big thing where uh, it's like, you know, here's a link to my review of this movie right. that you think should be on this list. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's not, or because you have to like acknowledge the other like big things that people like. And because otherwise, you know, then it's like, well, what did he not see Oppenheimer? Right. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, right. I mean, then. What fools are these movie critics that yeah. have only seen these 10 movies <laughs> and, you know, whatever. Anyway, so uh, so there might be uh, some of those, too. But anyway, we have 
ton of movies to get to. Yeah. And we are probably going to, we say we're going to go through movies really fast all the time yeah. and we never do uh, because that just doesn't work out. But today <laughs> we're going to really try really to get try. to a lot of movies. Um, and before we do that though, we're going to have to like totally just jump in and run headlong through this whole episode. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be bonkers. Yeah. Um, which it's kind of good that this is not our first video yeah. <laughs> episode where right. your first exposure to us is like two minute oh, review. Jittery. Yeah, my just died. Jittery. Everything's going off. Oh my God. Your phone died. Anyway. Um, yeah. It will be interesting when we do video next week and people can uh, realize just how much coffee I drink while we're doing this show. Um, yeah. But anyway. Uh, before we jump into the movies, I do want to uh, just talk really quickly, and I sort of wish this was a different week where I didn't have to, uh, you know, run through lots of stuff, uh, and we were just doing like one movie, and I could talk a bunch of crap about other right. things beforehand. But I do want to mention uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which uh, just came out very recently. It's on Amazon, Amazon right? Yeah, yeah, um, and it. I'm pretty sure anyway, it's like a, it always was like a full season drop uh, where you, you can just have it all at once and everything. Yeah. But um, I, you know, I had to mention it because it is the coolest show uh, and it is such a, it is really such a like weird exercise yeah. of a show and like what they're doing and what you think they're going to do and where things actually go. And, you know, I mean, not that you can't figure things out or right. like it's really like it's it's just that it's such a weird enterprise yeah. that you are like kind of thrown all the time and don't know what's coming because it's so much about their relationship yeah, <laughs> as opposed to just like, you know, what's the spy thing the spy we're going to do this week or whatever. Right. Um, it's also, it's very cool. It reminds me a little bit of how that Poker Face yeah. uh, show yeah. from last year yeah. seemed really weird in that every next week, yeah. uh, you didn't know if it was going to be like three months later. Right. We were going to be in a completely different place. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, that used to not be such a weird thing on TV, right? Like there, right. there were plenty of shows where it was like you know this week we're in like a completely different place right or uh we have a, a bunch of different characters we don't have like the 10 person crew yeah. that we like never wander away from or whatever. right but the whole idea was didn't used to be that weird right right but when it happened in poker face it was like oh yeah oh, oh yeah this yeah. used to happen sometimes yeah. right yeah uh, and it was, you know, it was very weird in that show where it would be like, you might have a couple of episodes together, especially yeah. at the first Beginnings. ones, where it was, you know, time was normal. Very linear. Right. Yeah. Like how you would expect it to be or whatever. But yeah. then all of a sudden it would be like, well, now it's three months later. Right. And then the one after that, it's like another two months later. Right. Or and then it might be whatever. a month before we started. And, and we're in a whole other part of the country or, yeah. you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. She's. She's on her road trip escaping. Anyway, and this one is similar to that, yeah. where, you know, the first couple episodes, they're completely brand new. Yeah. 
we're just figuring out like they have they have to go through figuring out it's like for them they're they're playing a video game that like has no tutorial right <laughs> except that it's just like their life and their job and yeah. you know whatever and they're like um i guess we do this and they get very little information um but you know they're stuck with each other and right. it's such a weird thing wandering through them figuring themselves out right yeah figuring out what's happening yeah. right like there's there's a part very early on it's within the first couple of episodes and there's eight episodes right okay um it's within the first couple of episodes i'm pretty sure so it's not like you know spoilery but uh the the person that they like text yeah. uh this person for like all the information they get, right. and they never get much information, right? Yeah. Um, but then at the end of like <laughs> one of their missions, it's like they fail the mission or whatever, right? right. It's like one fail, two remaining, and you, and they're like, you know, so for the next, you know, episodes, wonder what happens if you get three fails, yeah. like, <laughs> like what does any of this mean? Like they right. have no idea. But then also they have their own relationship where they have to live together all the yeah. time and pretend to be a married, a married couple and whatever. Couple. Yeah. And, and they have to figure themselves out. And then you get into like, you know, episode six, seven, and eight, where we're, we're way forward in time. They've yeah. been doing this for a long time. Uh -huh. There's one episode where all of a sudden they start talking about all these other missions they did that you didn't see. Right. right? Where, so it's like, we know that they're, yeah, there's some span in the future now and all this stuff. But anyway, it's a really good show. They uh, they are both great in it. Um, you see the whole thing? Did yeah. you watch them all? Yeah. Uh, they're both great. And it is one of those shows, uh, we were talking before uh, we even started this, it, it has problems. There are things yeah. in it that I don't like. There are... You know, in the course of the show, especially as you get really late, there are like 15-minute spans maybe where I'm like, what the hell is this, that right? Sucks, yeah. But, like, the show is so great overall. It's yeah. such a, you know, unique, like, bizarre cool. thing to be doing that you're like, fine, I don't care. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you, you let a lot of things go because it's just so wild. And there are such, there are huge parts in, in the show where like, they're just talking to each other. Yeah. Like right. for it's just a long time, long, no action things. And, and you would expect that that would like kind of be horrible, like take you completely out of the thing. Like they do it for so long. Mm -hmm. There's, there are, and sometimes they're talking to other people too and and do like a kind of protracted thing where they're yeah. trying to you know they're trying to get close to somebody or you know whatever kind sure. of spy thing might yeah. be happening but man it is uh it's really good you got to you got to check uh, it out I'm curious about it my neighbor just like I told you earlier my neighbor just asked me this morning if I'd seen it yet and I hadn't and he was raving about it just looking at the cast on here real quick obviously it's Donald Glover and oh, yeah, they, they got a lot of guests like, awesome Paul Dano Parker yeah. Posey, Alexander Skarsgård, Ron Perlman, Dave Attell, Billy Campbell, John Turturro. I'm like, this is a film. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, that's that's incredible. And it's, I love uh, Paul Dano's listed as just hot neighbor. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what that means yet. But now I'm yeah. like, all right. 
Uh, I mean, good for him. Yeah, and uh, a lot of them are really great. John Turturro is awesome in it. I mean, I start that he's got. Ron Perlman is really great. Oh, God, that's great. Um, and, I mean, he's great anyway. I mean, but he is so good in the thing that he does. I'm just looking at all these other people that are very familiar. Maybe not everyone would know the names of them, but just, you know, Sarah Paulson's in here. I mean, people people know who she is. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, anyway, so uh, that's that's good to hear. That's yeah, great. it's... Uh, it, it's it's a huge weird past. Um, huge you know, cast. they're only there for one episode, maybe or whatever, yeah, right. They're but, just dropping into. But yeah, they it, it's really oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we got to uh, jump crazily through yeah, a right. ton of movies, and I mean like a ton of movies, um, and hopefully set things up for when we get our list. First, I think we're going to do um, Eileen and. Mainly because that's going to be the one that's hard to do super fast, but that's our challenge. I agree. I agree. I we're going we to do it really fast. It. I, I anyway. sort of wish we had a whole one for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that it's uh, Thomas and McKenzie, who is awesome. And Shea Wiggum is in it. And he is, uh, I like him fairly well, mm -hmm. right? But he has turned up in a couple of things recently where... He was perfectly fine, but I wish he was better. But in this, he's really solid. Yeah. Um, I really like him in this. And uh, I love Thomas and McKenzie in this. And here's my problem with this. And this is a weird thing going into the best of the year, right? Usually in the best of the year, right? I will have like two or three things that are like, you know, screwy indie things. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and this year, I feel like I'm completely screwed out of that. Right, because <laughs> you know, Yorgos Lanthimos doesn't count anymore. Right, right. Yeah, he's so it, mainstream with his Oscars. It's, it's like, not the you know little weird thing that yeah. you're like, this is a great one, and no one knows who what it is or whatever. Yep. Right, and this is like, I feel like probably the closest thing I have uh, to something. If, if this were going to be on my list, and I'm not saying it is or isn't or whatever. But this is the closest thing to like some indie weird little like darling thing mm -hmm. because you know I I feel like this year I'm completely screwed out of like indie movies. Yeah. I don't I don't really have many right. the only other one is that, like that even rises to the potential is another one that we'll talk about shortly dream scenario. Yeah. which is a little goofy thing yeah. with Nicolas Cage. Um and it's like indie enough you know, it's like similar to when he did Pig. It's like a weird yeah. little you know, thing. Action. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this one is like, I don't even know if we're going to like go into the story it, much. Right. Yeah. It's um, it, it's kind of a weird story of uh, it's like psychological thriller. Like the story becomes unraveled. We learn about people's yeah. lives and all this stuff. Um, and it's really good. Um, in a way, I love it, right? In a way, yeah. this is like a 12. Yeah. But then in <laughs> actual fact, it I gave it an 8. You gave it an 8? I thought you were um, 7. It, it's uh, it's really like such a solid, crazy, like kind of a, you know, like you want to just say it's like psychological thriller, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it works great, and I love all the people in it. 
it's it just doesn't have like some like next level thing or something. It needs you know? another gear. Yeah. And it's yeah. Thomason's a wallflower kind of employee at a prison. There's a charismatic, enigmatic, strong female. And this is like, what is this, the 50s? The, uh, mm-hmm. You know, this is Mad Men era where strong women aren't very, you know, often to be come upon. And there's a strong female person that comes into her life and she's sort of in, in a relationship with her, but not. You know, it, it's not to say that it's a, a story of like love. It's sort of fixation in some ways. Um, yeah, I, I I thought, especially the first half of the film, I thought, and again, this is actually, let me, uh, yeah, it's only an hour and 30 something minutes. This isn't a very long film. I thought the first like 30 minutes was just so weirdly fun and exciting. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is really going to go in another place. And it stalls yeah. for me. It, it, the last, the last portion of the film doesn't really tie up the stuff that it started to set up in my mind for the first half of the film. And it just does things that scream to me when I'm watching it, like, oh yeah, you adapted this from the stage. This is a play. Right. And this is a killer play because when you're face to face with actors and you're 20 feet from them and they're emoting in these scenes, you will have a reaction back to them. Yet when you're watching it as a film, just didn't work for me, even though I thought Thomas McKenzie was great. Uh, Shea was great. You're right. Even though at some points he has to just be like, twist your mustache yeah, kind right, of bad. Right. Like, just we'll we'll do the dun-dun-dun uh, yeah. music behind you. But still, he did it. Holly Ann Hathaway didn't get nominated for supporting actress here. It was actually one of the bigger snubs, I thought. And in a weird way, I sort of feel like it's on par with Barbie, even though Barbie's a bigger film. No one's talking about her right. name. And she's stunning. Yeah. in this film i understand why thomas and mckenzie's character, i think actually she did for the critics choice i think she did too yeah for oscars she right. just there was nothing there and i thought wait wait and did you just not see it because i think if you saw it you had to do it yeah um i wound up giving it a five only because i thought it fell flat like it had a lot of promise it did a lot of things and then when things started to get sort of crime noir twisty and turny I didn't actually believe the things that were happening for all the reasons they said. And the ending specifically, pretty much loathed. I, yeah. I, I thought the ending was an absolute just hit every sour note <laughs> by accident after doing a very well performance leading right up to it. Yeah, the end is a little weird. I'll little give you that. Tower. But I was a lot more taken in by yeah. um, a lot of, I think... The middle. The beginning is really good. Middle's good. This reminds me in a very weird way, in in my reaction to it anyway. It, it's very strange, I thought, that to another Thomas and McKenzie movie, the was one... Leave No Trace? Yeah. With the, Ben? The one where yeah. um, <clears throat> she, her and her dad yeah. are, you know, he's they're like off the grid, right. just living moving. in the woods in tents, constantly moving, and... Yep. and Largely because of whatever his, you know, like PTSD is yeah. that he just does not want to be around people, um, which that's a really good movie. But I yeah. had a similar reaction in the sense that the very beginning of that movie, yeah. I was like, shit, this is my new favorite this movie, it. right? Like, go. it's so yeah. cool. And then the middle becomes like rougher and yeah. it's kind of like. That it either works for you or it doesn't, yeah. right? And then the end is really kind of like it just stops. Yeah, like yeah. it doesn't know how to end, yeah. and it just goes. Well, that's our 
that's our gig, man. Yeah. You either liked it or you didn't, yeah. but there's not really like an end. Right. So, and that's like how I felt about this movie. The yeah. first part of the movie I thought was great. Yep. The second part of it, you know, it does. It kind of, it almost feels like it's trying to do a couple too many things with the time it has. Yeah. And it kind of, it's kind of crafted in the theory that if we just do less things better, that's not as good. As if we yeah. try to throw in some more things yeah, and better. mix it all up because it's yeah. like this, you know, so it's like the equivalent of like having a couple more cats jump on pianos, right? It's right. like yeah, <laughs> we it just is. have to have some twists and some where we'll lose our, you know, psychological thriller yeah. asterisk or right. whatever if we don't have a little bit more whatever yeah and and yeah it doesn't really i really liked it um i mean i liked it more than you yeah yeah um just the middle just did like work a little bit better for me right. and like i said it's the same um like with leave no trace you know there are a lot of people who reviewed that movie that were like well i got to the middle and then that was dumb that was so <laughs> so well, it was and, bad and at least for this again quickly <laughs> we're gonna move i actually i thought the the middle part is the best part the beginning is fine and it's fine enough and it moves at a good pace it certainly i think carries a bit of laziness where like you know how the 50s were we're not gonna right. really do a lot and you know what dads were like in the 50s to widows or women and we're just not going to do a lot there i get that we're seeing this film through thomason's sort of experience which is very very limited and she's such a wallflower mouse interesting character though right, not because right. that's easy to do bad and blandly everything gets on fire when Anne Hathaway shows up and the middle part where they're becoming friends and she's, she's causing her to get out of herself and out of her own way. There's a weird flirtatious thing there, but also a boundary that right, seems right. very substantial. And then the film decides to take a turn in the third act. And I still think that that's a very brave idea. And I think on, on some paper, not all paper, but on some paper, maybe a napkin, but not a not a screenplay. <laughs> I think it sounds interesting. It but it only works if it comes together. And because it really came out of nowhere and it felt a little too little too late, I just didn't think that whatever potential it it really saw for itself. It just assumed I was going to do the work that it wanted me to do about the 50s and the husbands and the yeah, yeah. So it's like eh, you you had something really good going here, and you just didn't know what to do with it, or that's just the way the play is. Yeah, and I think the problem is, and we're gonna like move on, but I think the problem is like that's okay to do, yeah. right? In any movie, Ex except if you want something out of it later. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's fine to do that because we're just like setting the stage and yeah. moving things along. Uh, but if if you need something out of it later, which yeah. this movie does, does. want, yeah. then you can't just go, you Here remember the 50s, Here right? Is, yeah. Like, you know, you have to yeah. do some work to get yeah. to whatever you want out. So, so it doesn't like destroy the movie no. or, or make it terrible. It's just that you don't actually get the, you know, emotion or the punch later right. because you didn't actually do the thing yeah. at first. So, you know, and it it really could have been better in a lot of ways, but man, I was like, this. But you yeah. know that like like ending is a little eye rolling. Yeah, at, at best the end is a little eye rolling. Yeah. But 
but you know, I was just I was okay with You're the ride. It, it wasn't for me like you know really a cliff. That yeah, I know. A lot of movies are like Sometimes well now over. everything's yeah. trash, right? Yeah. So anyway, I, I like to see. I mean, Thomason is so good in almost everything she's doing, but I start to get the feeling she's doing too many of the same things. I'd really like to see her. I don't want to see her in a Michael Bay movie, but I think she's yeah. Got, I, I think really, she's got more. Than I this really thing thought that, that like. She would like springboard yeah. after like JoJo. Yeah, you know, I yeah. thought that would for sure. She would be everywhere now. Yep. But anyway, um, and it's still, time. I mean, she's really good. And she she is really good. Me, but yep. Okay, so uh, jumping through tons of other movies. Yeah. Which I declare we're doing. Uh, so let's hit Ferrari uh, next. This is a yeah. movie that is um, it, kind of weird for me for this year because it's like this whole year. Yeah. Is um so you got so we're not gonna cover Maestro uh today right. and we haven't covered that before, but in a very similar way, right? Like Maestro, you got Bradley Cooper, Carrie Mulligan, uh who I love, Matt Bomber's even in it, who's uh, really yeah. cool. I like all the people in it, and it's a biopic. Right, right. Yeah, right. Um <laughs> and as this year goes on, there's like, Jesus, there's so many of them. They're all so Oscar baity at, at this yeah. point. Anytime you do anything that's like that, it's like, oh, here's our, you know, fancy movie, right? Right. Um, but like in Maestro, I I like everyone in it, right? I don't really care about who it's about yeah. or whatever. Right. And I don't know that this Maestro to me is like the opposite movie of Tar. Which, yeah. which I actually I really it. liked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because that's a movie about someone I have no, I had no idea who that was before because right. that is like not my that's too deep world, in my life. right? Yeah. Uh, and and like we were making a movie about her because we had some shit to say. Yeah. Right. And this is a movie about somebody I do know. Right. And it's really kind of like. The going through the whole movie, just going, I don't really have anything to say, but there's this guy. Yeah. And I'm like, right. well, I mean, hooray for you. Love right. Him. Like yeah. Bradley Cooper gets to play this person. Right. And right. he directs it and wrote it or co-wrote it or whatever. Uh, and it's like, you know, hooray for you. You love this guy and here's his life and make a documentary. Right. It's, um, I mean, it still was good. It wasn't garbage. I uh, I gave that one a seven. It's still. Maestro. It, it, yeah. yeah. It's still yeah. really pretty good. But it's all these people. And it's similar to, in a way, Oppenheimer, which right. is better than Maestro. But still, right. it's like there's all these people. They're all doing awesome. I like all of them anyway. Yeah. Here's this guy. I don't really care. Yeah. Right. You don't care if I care. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. And Ferrari is uh, the same way. The only connection I have to this is that my dad used to love Ferraris. Yeah. I'm not really a car guy. I mean, I can appreciate cars in general, right? right? But, you know, just uh, let's know Ferrari's story. I don't really yeah. care. Just like lots of other people that I don't care about yeah. <laughs> knowing their exact right. story. <laughs> But this one's, you know, it's Adam Driver. It's Shailene Woodley, who mostly I yeah. like, although she's a little weird and sometimes she's kind of off, I think. But mostly I, I like her good. anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. 
Um, and and it's Michael Mann for God's that, sakes, right? You know, I don't care who's in it. You tell me, Michael Mann's like got that, a film. I'm that watching. ought to be worth yeah. everything. Penelope Cruz. I give I mean, this one a seven too. Yeah, I right? got that right. Every, everyone is really good in it. I really like Adam Driver. I almost wish he wasn't in the Star Wars movies. Yeah, because it just whether he's good in them or not is irrelevant, right? It just like kind of changes. Like who he is, a <laughs> oh, little, right? Not a work. It's like yeah. no, and that's fine. It's yeah. just that he's like a different, you know, person you're hiring now for whatever next thing. Yeah, than he was before that. Right, and right. you know, whatever. Anyway, um, but I really like him. I really liked him for a long time. Uh, I think he's really good. I think that he is. Despite as much praise as he gets, I yeah. think he's kind of underrated because he gets a yeah. lot of attention. Yeah. But that attention is not always going, man, was he good in that? Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a lot of the times it should be. He's really good in a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, frankly, being in Star Wars, like, detracts from that yeah. It, yeah. in its own way, too. Yeah. It's like the next thing you make, people aren't going, I bet he'll be. Right, the best yeah, actor right. I've ever seen, right? No. Yeah. Um, anyway, but he's really good in it. She's really good in it. The story is actually pretty good. I would kind of rate the story in this higher than Oppenheimer, even, because it was at least actually sucking me into people. Yeah. And Oppenheimer really kind of wasn't yeah, right. sucking me into him. Right. Or, I know what you or, mean. Or, like, really convincing me that it, it had something to say. We're yeah. saying this because there's something to say about his life, right. not just because I picked a random famous right. person and <laughs> yeah. you know whatever, and I'll, and I'll make a lot of money and get, get an awesome with an O person yet. So right. I can do that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I I end up giving this a seven too because it, it it had all. I think it had all the same problems for me as Oppenheimer. Yeah. Because even though I rate it, you know, better than Oppenheimer, and it's. Not as bad as Maestro for me, anyway, yeah. in the story of, uh, you know, really kind of trying to sell me on the idea that there's a legitimate reason you want to know the story, yeah. right? Um, it was it was cool. It was well acted. It reminded me a lot of him being in Gucci, which is like House of Gucci. the opposite end of things, yeah. where there's absolutely no reason to tell the story, yeah. Right. but yeah, but people like reality tv so yeah. <laughs> whatever he, thankfully he's got a good sense of humor I, i've heard him do a few uh interviews just in podcasts to listen to film and and actually seeing him doing one and he's he's one of these actors that i really like him as a person so it buys a right, right. leeway with whatever performance he's doing because i find him to be very interesting and i find his work to be pretty brave like he's right. really trying stuff I think he's got weird quirks. Like he gets very, very agitated if he's made to watch his own like work. He doesn't like looking at reels. He just right. wants to do the work and never look at it again. And it's just all these funny things. But I'm bringing that up to say somebody said, so you've done House of Gucci. You've done Ferrari. Is the next film going to be an Italian accent again? And he's like laughing. He's like, I certainly hope not. Like, right. I, don't, I don't think I can do this again. Um, I've seen people call this House of Ferrari, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Um. You know, like I said, when you were introducing it, if Michael Mann's made a film and if he did a film, like if he directed Daniel Day-Lewis's uh, sewing film 
You know, right. if that was his last effort, I don't care. I'm first in line. I love Michael Mann. And I really like Adam Driver. And I really like Shailene Woodley. And Penelope Cruz is amazing. And I was bored to crap with this film. Yeah. This film sucked so badly in ways I could not figure out why it was happening. What was happening? Was it me? I actually did something I don't often do because we didn't see this in the theater. I paused the film. Went and did something else because I thought I'm I'm missing something fun here. Michael Mann's new movie, and Michael Mann is right, I'm just in a bad mood. In, right, now. right. In my mind, Michael Mann is not 90, but he's old enough to be getting close to maybe stopping making movies all the time. And he doesn't make movies every year. He's, right, right. He's not Steven Soderbergh. He's not going to iPhone a film this summer. Like he's he takes time. So I want to enjoy the hell out of this. But what am I in the mood for? I came back to it. Nothing happened. It was it was. The best parts of the film for me were a little bit late beginning, early mid, and that's all because of Penelope Cruz. Like she's just great when she's yeah. doing all kinds of stuff, and she's a character that I don't often see. Not only her play, but they just sort of like make her sort of small in other films. She was so much fun to watch. I would not get interested in this film, and. I thought maybe it's because I'm just not a car guy, but that's a crock. You know, I just, there have been so many easily disposable fast food franchises like the Fast Films. Or if I'm watching, uh, you know, when I'm watching Christian Bale and everybody else do Ford versus Ferrari, I'm having a blast. I'm watching Hemsworth and Dry, uh, Driven. No, mm, most of Chris Hemsworth, it doesn't matter. He, he was in some race car film. Race. I'm thinking on that too. It doesn't matter. Like I've sort of been a car guy lately. This thing was just DOA. I could, and I still, when I think about it, I look at it, and everyone's talking about how great the scenes are, yeah. how great the action is. It it looks filmed like perfectly for fun race car driving. Like there's all kinds of animated camera swings and and smoke and tires squeak boring <laughs> boring I, I felt lucky to give it a four and that's even wow. though that still feels like i'm giving it a push man you're I'm having a rough day it's a hard day i feel like i'm absolutely like giving it a push on everything everybody in this that i love and i just could not come anywhere close to enjoying this yeah uh, and so, so we're gonna move on because uh we got tons of stuff to do but um i will just say i kind of totally agree with you right there is that. there is a lot of this movie that really is just weirdly boring while doing things yeah. that it's almost like it was a challenge in this movie, yeah. right? Like, yeah. can you make it boring right. to do X thing right. that is in every other movie can't be boring, right? It's like you're doing like a high-speed chase. It's like, imagine watching like the Dukes of Hazard, except we right. made it so that... You right. know, like nothing was interesting about the fact that they were driving around. Right, right. Like, <laughs> they were just spinning in circles all the time. This is a this is a two hour and eleven minute film. Yeah, like, and I don't know how he managed to. I don't know how Michael Mann managed to do an eighth of what he does in an hour of heat. Yeah, like, are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah, what's wrong with so, this? Um, so anyway, uh, like, I really agree that there's tons of this movie that is weirdly boring. It should have at least a half hour cut, like we always that might have say, helped. right? Yeah. It should definitely have. Uh, I can think of at least three scenes uh, that are like probably 15 to 18 minutes long that could be five yeah. and should be. Totally right? agree. Um, 
But on the other end of that, right, I, like I said, I did like really kind of get into the people. The parts where we're just like kind of looking at the people and, you know, like you said, the, uh, all the rest of the cast that shows up is really cool. And when they are on and like doing stuff, those parts are really good. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so, uh, which left me like way higher than you somehow. Um, But anyway, also uh, we're going to move on. It's it's like the most missable movie though. It Uh, is. Even though I give it a seven, right? Like seven is not like high praise. Just because I'm obsessed with trying to nail all the films that are running in my head. The Chris Hemsworth film with Daniel Brühl was Rush. Oh, right, right. Man, that was a killer race. That was a killer car film. Anyway, okay, I'm sorry. Next one. What are we doing? Uh, Okay, so I think quickly um, Priscilla will do. You... I haven't seen oh, it. you haven't seen Priscilla. Okay, never mind. It looks interesting. Um, we can do it real quick. We won't do Priscilla. That's fine. Well, we can do Priscilla just to like say it. It's yeah. a Coppola movie. Yeah. Um, we potentially can hit it at some other time, whatever. Um, it, it is, you know, it. this is the weird trying to run through all the, the biopics. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's weird that it's Sofia Coppola, but here's another installment of this exact same you know, problem, right? right? I love Sofia Coppola. I love most of her movies. Yeah. Um, some of them I think are a little weird, but most of them I really love her movies, right? Yeah. Uh, and have for a long time. I love most of the people in this movie. Everyone is doing great in this movie, mm-hmm. right? I am not like a big Elvis or Priscilla fan. Don't tell me you necessarily, become right? bound. Uh No, but I give this one a seven too. It's okay. It's... Somehow, kind of boring a lot, right? But <laughs> yeah, in the same but sort of way, good. right? It's good enough that it hooks you in a little bit. Yeah, I, I almost feel like I'm giving this a seven and not an eight because it's Sofia Coppola, and it should be better. Right. And a lot of the things that are not good about this movie shouldn't be there, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's, I'm. I'm assigning some sort of, you know, like blame rating right. for her and making it worse or whatever. Yeah. But it's still like, this is a movie where I don't care about the people and you better like hook me in. <laughs> if they're, if you're telling me this is a movie worth yeah. watching, you can't just be for like Elvis fans or right. whatever, you That's know? Right. Yeah. Um, or, you know, Oppenheimer fans, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like you have to be, you have to have a story and something to say. And it does kind of have that, but, it just couldn't like hold me. Right. Um, so I gave it a seven. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then that throws us because I was expecting to do that one, but I think what we'll do is uh past lives. Yeah. Uh, just because we got to make sure we get to that one anyway. Right. That's also making a lot of, making a lot of headway and talk because it's up for all kinds of, I mean, if you're watching the Oscar stuff and interested in those things, it's, Right. And this is, uh, like I said, we're, we're in like fast mode. So um, as the name might suggest, uh, this is a movie about two people who knew each other. And then it's like decades later. Right. And then they like sort of, you know, come back together. I don't want to like imply things by just saying <laughs> like the fact that they... Well, are, reu- are reunited. They yeah, yeah, they they're, they're they reconnect. Friends that right. had that had a either a friendship or a, an affinity to each other, an affection, and one had to emigrate and the other had to stay behind. And through the courtesy of the internet, like most everyone in the world, they 
found somebody that they used to have a crush on through Facebook or right, whatever, right. and they managed to reconnect many years later. And 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 then basically they just uh, like look at themselves uh, yeah. from <laughs> look at themselves and each other oh, from like <laughs> this uh, somewhat weird perspective yeah. of someone who used to know you right. and now you and it's yeah so it's interesting one of the things that i thought was really interesting about watching this movie was how come there aren't more movies like this like somebody yeah. goes back to like their 30-year high school reunion right. or even 20-year high school reunion or something yeah and then someone who they were like best friends with and and yeah. then boom they just become friends again right and now we have a story i'm like yeah. how's that never been done that seems like universal. How, how couldn't we do something yeah. with that right um anyway so like i said we're not going to take a real long time uh on anything uh but this movie is uh, first of all getting like the weirdest press of yeah. any movie that That's i've wild. ever seen um because everyone loves it and nobody talks about it, and yet it's like they don't talk about it all the time. Right. <laughs> it's almost like in baseball, it's a no-hitter, where the person throwing the no-hitter, like you're not supposed to mention anything, <laughs> don't jinx anybody. Right. It's very strange how much no one is saying how much this is getting. And it is getting a lot of, especially if you read like tons of reviews, if you, if you look at all the awards, like, Every like Directors yeah. Guild and uh, you know whatever like London Film Critics Society or who knows what like all these uh, all these awards and not just you know the big yeah. ones right yeah um, it gets tons of attention yeah and doesn't really win anything right. or right. you know whatever but everyone still like talks about it yeah and then it's like all of a sudden uh, everyone's like got it on their best list right. Except that nobody ever wanted to tell you it was good or yeah. tell you why you need to see it or whatever. Like that it's like this, this weird, like under the table, yeah. like sneaky That's thing funny. that everyone all of a sudden goes, Well, yeah, that. I yeah. mean, I know I've been talking about these other nine movies like ninety percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> much less other movies, right? But also right. this is in my top ten. It's like it's so right. weird. Yeah, that is weird. Um, anyway, the, so the people in it are awesome. It's this, uh, uh, weirdly quiet movie that just absolutely will not make any noise. It's yeah. the weirdest, uh, it's kind of a unique experience watching this movie because it almost like dodges away from anything happening right. all the time, <laughs> right? You're what you're going through this movie. And really, it's just like you'd think maybe Robert Altman made this, yeah, right? It's right. just people having conversations. And as you're watching the movie and you think, okay, look, this, we've been doing this for a long time. Now something has to happen. It goes, yeah. no, it doesn't. <laughs> and right. then, like, nothing happens again. We just find some other thing to, you know, analyze or talk about or whatever. Yeah. Um, until we get to the end and there's like this scene at the at the bar at yeah. a bar and then all of a sudden it's just like well now right. <laughs> stuff can happen and right. we can have like a big i don't know anyway but uh so it's a hard movie to describe right like what's the synopsis like what happens like nothing 
Like nothing yeah. ever happens. It's right. just the synopsis of these people like reconnect. Right. And then that, and then hilarity ensues. Right. And then that's it. Yeah. Like, um, but the people are awesome. The script is awesome. I actually gave this one a 10. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I did not think of that. I thought you'd, I thought you'd come in high on it. I gave, I thought you'd give it an eight. No, I, that's awesome. I loved everything that happened in this movie. And the only, the only kind of problems that I had with this movie were the very weird thing that I thought at the end of the day, I thought, you know, that's just you. At some point you have to go, you can't even fault a movie for some things because that's just you. Because my biggest problem with this movie was there were like maybe 10 scenes that I wanted to be longer and another 10 scenes that I wanted to be shorter. And I'm like, yeah. I really want them to just mix those around and do more of these few things. And I could take a little less of those few things. You could get that. Yeah. You could get that done quicker. And then you have time to explore some of this other stuff that you kind of yeah there are some things where it's like well this is this and then you go okay let's look at that and it goes nah and you're like wait <laughs> yeah but um but i i mean i was like it's really weird i mean like i said everyone loves this movie so i'm yeah. not like the weird guy in the boat or whatever but i was like really just bizarrely mesmerized yeah. watching this movie yeah. like the whole time i was like it's not gonna Make the, it's this. not gonna make this work right. and then it does and it's like a first time director and right. like very just like where did this movie yeah. come from and it's and it's actually sort of based if if i remember this right it's based on a real thing that happened to her i think so this yeah is, it's is like, like kind her of a, story yeah i'm not it's not one of those biopics that are labeled out and it's not supposed to be true all the way through there might be some liberties here and there but she had a she had a childhood friend and they reconnected and a lot of these things happened and it it especially in the start of the film when it opens up in the bar and you see that there are two people who don't look alike uh, there are two people who look like and one who doesn't look like right, them right. And, and you kind of are watching the camera zoom in slowly and it's a weird moment in the film because it's not any other part of the film that's like this where you are your perspective is of the audience right? because right. people are like, who do you think is that woman with the one on the left or the one on the right left? The one on the left is her brother. No, that's her husband. No, that's her friend. Right. One on the right looks out of place. That's her brother. No, how could it be? You know? And then she finally sees you and then acknowledges you. And then the film starts. And I thought, okay, you know, look, that's a bit pretentious. So you've got to deliver. Right, right, you've really right. got to do this. You and I, as much as we like different genres of things and very much like certain genres of things, I think it's easy to say we are both primed for this because of films like, you know, when Ethan Hawke is in Before Sunrise or, yeah, yeah. or that trilogy of films, like watch that all day. Right. And I love those movies so much. I did not hate this film. But I'm, I was at a six. I, wow. I, I thought, I thought there was an awful lot of, I thought there was an awful lot of feeling like it was just underdeveloped. It just was undercooked. It was there. And I thought too much of what was happening, because I started giggling in the beginning where you're like, they're just, you know, they're looking at each other and you paused. And I went for like 15 minutes and not doing anything. Right. Because that, the movie needs a better editor or it needs a shorter story. In my mind, this is like an hour and 40 minute film. 
that's based off of a Vanity Fair article that is absolutely an incredibly fun and interesting story. Um, I just didn't think that it paid attention and explored the things that made this just pop for me, it, especially her as a character. It, she just seemed to be mostly reactive to things and and wasn't proactive in a bunch of things, just letting things happen and trying to like kind of gauge everything. And I get maybe that's her as a character, but what it did is it it just didn't hit it didn't hit the finer points for me about things the way it did in certain others. The strongest part of the film for me is again the middle part where she's reconnected with her friend and you start to see um that there's a wistfulness there. She's she's wondering about again her past lives is a perfect name for the movie. She's wondering about what would have happened if I'd stayed in touch with this person. Would we have been right. close? Would we have drifted apart? Could we have been intimate? And she starts to develop an intimacy with them through what is a very you know contemporary feeling of Skype and FaceTime. Mm -hmm. And right. what are the difficulties there? Like they have some really amazingly emotionally heartfelt and effectively powerful scenes there. Like I genuinely felt that they were connecting. And then after it moved out of that midway part, I felt like all the magic that was being captured there was just sort of like left and not tried to facilitate like, what are the other difficulties with, well, I've, I've been with someone else, but I don't feel something for you. How do I judge these abilities? And I thought that it was setting up a, triangular love story in a way that was going to have some sort of bounty to it, some sort of consequence. And it really just didn't for me. It didn't right. do what, and it's unfair to compare, um, especially a first time filmmaker, though sometimes first time filmmakers just nail things. You know, if you, if you're doing Reservoir Dogs as your first film, A plus you've done it. It's impossible to kind of hold this up to before sunrise in a way, but also I'm just sort of like, what did that film do that was so good that this film didn't? Well, there was a lot more character, a lot more exploration. They just walked around, so it's not about the scenery. You don't have to go to Tatooine to do anything. You can be at a fountain in a park. Right. And there just wasn't enough exploration of the difficulty of distance and time and what one's heart does versus what could have been. It, it just wasn't there for me. But what was there was strong enough to give it above average but just barely i just i didn't get it yeah i don't know i think um i don't know i got it i guess I'm glad you, somebody you, did. you didn't get it I'm and i got it. i i think that like i like i said at the beginning there's a lot of stuff where i wish this part was uh more and i know the places where i could have got those minutes from yeah you know that you could have uh, but for me, it just, it didn't matter. It was, it yeah. still was, uh, it was working. It, it was good enough. And I think it was, I think it was powerful enough at, uh, giving me these people yeah. and their situation. And, you know, it's like, I'm not gonna like throw you under the bus no, or it. anything, but like, do, do it. Like listening to what you're, I guess negatives of the movie were it was yeah. like I feel like the movie gave me the characters it had. Yeah. And you're like, well, but I don't like those characters or or what they did. I'm like, well, I mean right. but, then you're but, not gonna like the film. But that's what it's like that is right. If I don't like the comedies, what am I going to a comedy for? Right. I thought it I thought it presented characters that could have been when they were falling for each other. Those are the characters that were interesting. He 
because again, he pops in, he's a ghost in the machine. He pops in when you need to see her do something more. She needs to react or she needs to defend. There was a flicker later when she's trying to defend his visit and what she feels for him to her yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah. And that's when it's working. That was again. great. That's an that was amazing a great scene. Because I thought, I don't know if you guys are going to stay together like, after you're brushing and your teeth. Like, this one is of the damage. best parts of that scene is uh, because given what you've had so far, and yeah. then you get to that scene and you're like, well, I don't know where that's going to go. I had no clue. Like that's, Are they together or it, not? It felt really, uh, you know, not only like real, but like mm -hmm. you were you were open to like the investment in this because you were like, well, it hasn't you know, run me through like this cookie right. cutter maze of, I know exactly what's going to happen yeah. because that's how movies work or whatever. Like you right. get to that scene and you're like, I don't know yeah. Th that Ooh. this could go Ooh, either else. way. Right. Like yeah. whatever. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, I thought that the characters uh, were so like well delivered and the, the conversations were so good. A lot of them. Most of them. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe, not. maybe not all of them, but oh, a but lot of them were so you yeah. know, like Before Sunrise, the thing that is great about Before Sunrise for me is like, you know, I could just be sitting next to them. I know. Like, right. And, and he's he's a little, he's a little too. Yeah. Right. 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 For, for, for reality, I, mean, I guess. But yeah. I mean, some people are like that. I, like right? that right? I mean, some yeah. people are like that. And this, well, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Well, I was just going to say, especially with that sometimes where I don't love that character in the beginning, but they win you over. Yeah, yeah. They win you over because of their vulnerability, their sense of humor, their adaptability, or you see in the course of a conversation, they're actually not just two people anymore. They're sort of melding into a third, like a unit, a together thing. Right. There were times in this film that that happened. And then there were just like these... It was a very weird film because there's even a thing near the end when they're when they're parting and they're saying their goodbye, and there's that long moment, and I'm like, man, that's actually sort of strangely effective, and it works. But there were so many other flat parts earlier that didn't keep up with it. It was just too bumpy a ride. But yeah. I also, before we jump one more time, I I also don't think that it's fair to say like you know I compare all science fiction films to I don't know. Uh, Star Wars or The Empire Strikes Back or something. Right. They can't all be like the best of something. They just have to be as good as their potential. I thought this film had the potential to easily be an eight. And I thought it dropped the ball in, in a few places that it didn't necessarily need to because of strange filmmaking. And I don't mean weird angles. I just mean that scene went on too long. You guys right. didn't do what you needed to do here. And if what you want to do is convey a sense of distance and awkwardness, you can do that better and faster while keeping things moving forward instead of just doing it and not doing anything. And I thought there were some scenes when they were around each other that, that happened. And yeah. I just sort of was like, nah, it's not doing it. So, uh, all right. So, uh, really quickly, even though we have to, uh, not go over too much, but I do want to do, uh, two movies real quick. All right. Before all right. we abandon the effort and just say, we, we have to list. do the list. Yeah. Um, and those two are really quickly. I want to do, um, anatomy of a fall. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, which we will do like really fast, yeah. Um, because no one's going to watch it. Anyway. <laughs> so, so we might as well oh, man, we might as well do it really fast. Uh, Anatomy of Fall oh, is a movie weird. about like murder, and then yeah. the uh, you know the person who 
becomes a suspect and what happens. And then also like this total insanity of the witness. Yeah. And like the whole just uh, weird destruction of life itself because of this investigation that goes on and how it goes on and all the whole thing. And it's really, uh, it's really crazy. Um, I really loved the story actually. Yeah. And this is yeah. this is a story that I should not love, right? This, right. Is, this is like not a this movie made for me. This is an eye-rolling film for you. Yeah. Um, but I still loved it, and I loved it in this movie because of what I think of, anyway, is this like kind of George Costanza opposite way of making this movie. Yeah. Like this is... Um, you know, I hate to totally age myself with Seinfeld or whatever, but you know, there's like the the George Costanza episode where he's whatever he thinks he should do, yeah, he's just going to do the opposite. Yeah. And this movie is whatever would normally happen in this movie. Yeah. That you know, a hundred other people made the movie of this story. They would yeah. all do the same thing here. You do the opposite. Right. And I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So anyway, I give it eight and a half. Um, Damn, I'm, it's uh, I do it six and a half. I guess you really loved everything. I, I did, and it was uh, it's so weird. This is also Eight another. Half, this, is, this is another movie where, uh, as I just said with past lives, um, yeah, like everybody is loving this movie yeah, in like it almost bonkers way. And I even really like it, but there are a lot of people talking about this movie like it's you know fifteen out of ten. Right. I mean, like it's <laughs> yeah, like right. it's the best movie that ever happened, which it's not. But it's really good, and the people in it I thought were just weirdly yeah. good. Uh, there were pe- there were people doing good stuff in this movie that I kind of was like, you can't do that good. Yeah. Oh well, shit. Right. Like <laughs> that that was pretty good. Yeah. Like there's a uh, there's a lot of scenes in this movie too where you're just kind of like, what the hell did yeah. I just watch? Like for two minutes, there's like a little bit yeah. where you're like, really? Handfuls, like, handfuls of those who are so um, powerful. It was uh, it was a crazy solid movie about something that, like I said, I don't care about this story. I don't want to know this story. Yeah. I don't want to watch the reality version of this. Right. You know, some kind of like true crime, whatever thing that happens in this sort of thing. But yeah. somehow, right, like I said, yeah. it just felt like as I was watching it, you know, there were so many times where I was like, now this is going to happen. Oh, wait, that's not what happened. Right. Like, yeah, it's so like it we're, we're doing things in a different way than you're used to. And I was like, yeah. you know what? Uh, it it all worked for me eight and a half worth. Yeah, wow. It's- you obviously gave it a one. <laughs> This is on my worst this, list. Prepared. That's what Day World. <laughs> oh, this, no kidding. There's uh, well, we would just talk about movies I loved. Um, there's there's a there's a thing there that should happen with films and sometimes with songs, and it's if you can connect emotionally with it. It doesn't matter whether anybody else thinks it's this or that. It worked for you. Right. And art, if you believe some definitions, it's just to get an emotional reaction out of you for something that it's putting forth. And I thought, I, I like. I like podcasts that cover this stuff. I'm, I'm always about the true crime stuff. Let's let's do it. And this is more like Kramer versus Kramer than it is about like the fall. Right, right. Um, and in a weird way, I thought it could have been easily been retitled like Autopsy of All of Us. You right, know? right. Because it, it's one of the strengths of the film and one of the best parts of the film is in, the, again, the middle. I should just watch the middle of things 
when there's uh, she's uh, the wife who's um, on trial for the murder of her husband because he's had a strange predicament and no one seems to know how he could have fallen the way he did. And the only witness is uh, their son who has uh, vision problems. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on here to unpack. One of the things that I think make people love this film more is there's a big part of the film where she's recounting their relationship problems because they're trying to give her a motive and you get to see them have like a big fight and it right. goes on for like 25 minutes. It's it's a huge emotional part of the film. It didn't really do anything for me. Yeah. I think for people that it does do something for, they're like, wow, I felt so much watching that. So this is a 10. And that and I get yeah, that it's not it's not even my favorite part of the movie it, at all. It's yeah. one of it, that scene isn't one of the worst parts of the film for me. Like easily one of the worst parts of the film is the opening. It goes on for fifteen minutes. It's too dumb. It's too boring, and it made me almost get up and walk away and go get something and not pause the film because I wasn't missing anything. It felt pretentious and sort of very self congratulatory that it was doing something that didn't need to be fifteen minutes. It needed to be two. And I thought, okay, now I know why this movie is two and a half hours long. Right. It is two hours and 31 minutes long. In our typical fashion, kick 30 minutes of that off and you're still in a better place. Two stars off just because of its dumb, bloated runtime. I gave it a four and a half. It, it, it didn't do anything except entertain me in the middle when what the strength of the film is, for me, is if you look at anything long enough, it doesn't make sense. If you look at any relationship with the minutia of a microscope and you wonder why there are problems, you're always going to see whatever you go looking for. And that's the problem in not this movie, but like in those kind of investigations. I actually found her to be very interesting about an hour in to about an hour and 45 minutes when that court scene is happening. And she's playful and vulnerable not playful because she's happy her husband's dead but she's reliving some really great moments in their life and it's coming through and the cross-examination is trying to tie her up and she's like wait a minute if you look at one second of one relationship where we're both mad at each other are we all monsters no there's more to things than just this and that was the fundamental part of the film that i love the most the stuff that i hated was the bloated 15 minutes here, the too long and complicated 20 minutes there, the unnecessary and really ridiculous mishandling of how the kid would do certain things over here. Two and a half hours of too much of that when really the best part of the film for me is about 40 minutes long. It's average. Yeah. Yeah. You just hate everything, I think. And I would totally pass uh, someone to You know, it's, this. it's funny too because your reaction to this movie reminds me of my reaction to um what's that movie it's also adam driver it's like a marriage or oh, yeah marriage story with yeah, yeah, yeah. Marriage, marriage story same thing that was exactly same my thing. reaction to that yeah. movie where uh i was like what the hell what am, am i doing? watching all right. this for and it's just all Argument overly here. drawn yeah. out and same. in love with itself i didn't have that reaction to this movie i liked a marriage story though uh that well i didn't like it weird enough. but yeah um but, okay. but this one, uh, you know, for me, I don't like the parts that you didn't like either. I don't, oh. I don't like the intro. I didn't hate the intro as much as you. I hate it. it um, so but I, but I didn't like it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it did feel like, uh, you know, opening your movie by going, "I'm really pretentious and I'm going to do this this way." Yeah. Is not a great opening to your movie. Right. 
Um, and I didn't like the scene where we have to watch the thing forever because yeah. if I have to watch something forever, you better have you a better really badass yeah. story right. behind why I'm watching it forever. Yeah. And I kind of get the theory of why you think I need to watch this forever, but right. you're wrong. You're wrong. That's right. <laughs> you're you're just wrong. But all in all, the whole thing put together, yeah, it I get it. it hit me completely different yeah, I get than it. it did than it did you. Yeah. I was um I was weirdly pulled in. It might be one of the honestly it might be one of those things where I had such low expectations of this. I kind of had that, some expectations that I, for that it. I then was like Okay. I mean, wow, this is yeah. way no, no, better no, I than it. I thought. Because I expected this is like, well, if you're a, if yeah. you can't stop listening to true crime podcast, right. and I'm like, well, I can. Yeah, <laughs> I can. It it sort of reminded me because we talked about it quick, and I know we're going to jump to one more really quick. It reminded me of the beginning of Tar, a movie that I I thought mm. way better at the end of the film, but the first. 23 minutes of that movie is a slog fest of self-indulgent, real pretentious bullshit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, good. Now I know. And I literally look. I, I, I think. You know why this is two and a half hours long? You can't edit the scene fast enough. Yeah. I think, and especially thinking back on it after a lot of time. Yeah. I think that the first, like, half hour of Tar makes a lot more sense to me. Now that I just it, been thinking about the movie for a long time, I agree with that. But when I watched it I at first, it was like, "What the hell!" Right. But you have to, I think, yeah. you have to watch that movie the second time to get what's happening to, to her to really have yeah. the right experience with yeah. the beginning of that movie. And it's like, well, that can't be good. And that and is like. <laughs> I think it's pretty pretentious thinking this is going to be so misunderstood, but genius, you'll need to watch it right, again. Right. You're lucky if I make you get it. Right? You know, that's not the way to do a film. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, okay. And then finally, uh, we're going to real quick just do dream scenario. Yeah, that'll be fast. Uh, and then I actually have all of my little boxes checked here. And yeah. that's amazing. But <laughs> right. uh, so this is Nicolas Cage and. I'm sure you know I'm not going to go into this a lot right now, right? Because right. now we're just under the gun yeah, and you get what you get out of this. But it's um, Nicolas Cage and he is this really weird character, but then also he suddenly becomes the person who shows up in dreams yeah. of people like everywhere. Yeah, he just and randomly. then it is really weird because part of this reminded me a little bit of Pig. Even though I don't like this as much as Pig, um, but I did like it. Yeah. Um, but it reminded me of that in the sense that in Pig, you get like this little opening and you're like, here's this weird guy. Yeah. And then you get this little bit where you go, here's this weird circumstance. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now just like pedal to the metal or, or yeah. it, now it's just like and then hilarity ensues and god knows what will happen when you stick that together right and in pig it was awesome right and in this uh it's only pretty good but also nicholas cage is awesome um i thought nicholas cage was like crazy good in this much like i did in pig too yeah um and nicholas yeah. cage is weird too because i love him and in in some things you're like Damn, right. Like he is so good. Right. And then sometimes you're like, I mean, he's not that great, right? Nick <laughs> is doing Nick. <laughs> right. He's doing his Nick thing. Um, yeah. But I thought he was good in this. And uh, we're not gonna go overly into the story, but I gave it an eight. 
It's not that far off. Um, It it is, in another way, much like Pig, it is such a, like, weird examination of something that nobody wants to examine. Right. In, in like, a screwy way. And it's such a, like, goofy premise that it opens itself up. Like, this movie could go wrong. Right. Like, so easily and just be complete garbage. Right. Right. Because it opens itself up to being able to kind of do anything. Right. And then it's like, now what you do with that is like a big deal, right? If you do the wrong things with that, then you're an idiot. Right. Because you had this whole thing to work with. (laughs) It's like if you made like being John Malkovich, but you had nothing to say. (laughs) But you had you had you had nothing really you just went here's this crazy thing. Check this idea. And then nothing interesting came of it, right? You're in this thing, you better have something interesting to do with it. And there were lots of parts of this movie uh that really rubbed me the wrong way. Uh that I was like, why the hell am I suddenly watching this scene? Right. But overall, uh, it was it was strong yeah. and it's fun, and it never made me feel like uh, it really slowed down. Even though a lot of it is kind of slow um, yeah. or slowish, yeah. anyway. <laughs> um, but anyway, I give it an eight. I think there's a weird pace. Excuse me. I think there's a weird pace to the beginning, even though it's not like fast paced. Who I think it just it gets to the realization that for some strange reason everyone is dreaming about my professor. Right. And I don't mean like in a weird way. Like he is literally just showing up in everyone's dreams, and no one knows why. And I'm like, I don't care what Outer Limits or Twilight Zone episode this is, even if it's right. Twilight Zone, you know, Monty Python style. I like that. Right. Let's do it. And Nick Cage is the guy. If it's not Sam Rockwell. Throw that guy in that movie and just film. Just right, let right. me see it. Because it would be too easy years ago to have made this like a Jim Carrey vehicle. Yeah. You know, or a Jack Black film. Like there's there's a comedic element to the film that actually works, but it's mostly dark comedy. And it's it would have been easy if it had gone into like the trope of cancel culture comedy, you know, of something in the vein of like that don't look up movie. Yeah. That yeah. was very, very like obviously satirical. This, I think, plays it straight. And I think it does an incredible job, which is why I gave it an eight. Um, Until, and and this doesn't ruin anything, the film falls apart when it takes a risk and thinks that a scene where Nicolas Cage farts is, (laughs) it's actually, it turns, the movie turns on itself and it thought, and that isn't just, he's like, he's like gaseous. He's just this strangely sort of affable, buffoonish kind of everyman doesn't understand the internet fully and doesn't understand why everything is happening. He makes some really dumb choices that I don't believe any character would make unless we need a movie to decide these things, especially with his family around him. But I liked his character very much and I loved the mystery of what was happening and the weird fame that attached to him for just basically going viral. Like he himself is viral, not what he did. And that has to all come apart somehow. And he sabotages things passively and then actively. And there's a moment when he's engaging in uh, an appropriate sort of scene with a woman that I just thought all went wrong. I thought everything, yeah, everything yeah. about that was absolutely written to the wrong audience and didn't really understand. There was another way to get to where they want to go. This is just, what the hell am I doing? And yeah. it's that scene that absolutely went like when we watched a few like Dark Shadows kind of films, now I'm like, I feel the air in my hair. I'm like, we're off the cliff. Right, right. Like that sucked. Everything just went away in a, in a moment. And right. 
that was two stars. It was just there. Long. There are, I think, there are like uh, this sub- could have been a ten. There are several scenes for in me. this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could have. It could there, have. there are several scenes in this where, you know, like we say this all the time. It's like a bunch of people had ideas they wrote down on napkins yeah. when they were like at the bar, and we all threw them into the middle of the table. Yeah. And the guy who's supposed to like weed some of, of them out, you know, had gone to the bathroom. Yeah, he's gone. And for it's a few like, minutes. well, no, they're all in now. Yeah. And right. and it just was yeah. like, uh, so they felt so forced like that. Yeah. Some of them, they felt yeah. like, uh, you know, whatever. Some money guy says I have to put this scene in, <laughs> and so here it is. Like right. they don't, they don't match up. They don't make like a cohesive ride that you're yeah. on or whatever. It's just like you know. Er, suddenly we're making this turn and yep. here we are at this and then all right we get back to and that, that really takes you out yes. of things but overall like none of it really killed anything for no. me yeah. none of it was uh none of it was bad enough uh to really take over yeah. and make it all less worthwhile right. and the stuff that was good was really was great and good. he is so crazy good in He's this really good and i think it's so bizarre that he can be in uh like movie after movie that people are talking about how awesome it is i yeah. mean remember pig had the weirdest press that you could imagine it's like this tiny movie it looks like it was made for like 50 bucks it looked like a blumhouse film <laughs> it, was it was so amazing. weird and yet everyone was like this is the greatest movie yeah, yeah. he's really great in it we both Liked it, Loved right? It. Yeah, and yeah. and everyone thought it was awesome. And then what does that get him? It gets him nothing. Like every every Nicolas Cage film feels like someone is somewhere saying Nicolas Cage is back. Right. Everyone. And then and then, next movie, and then he's like, never back. He's never back. He's never all and the way then back. He, and then it's never like now somebody's actually gonna like throw a bunch of money at him or yeah, put him right. into like whatever next big thing. Yeah. And I think it's because, and even I have to agree, who loves him, is that like every fourth movie he makes, you're like, what the shit is we, this? What happened here, right? Because here. he makes like that- the Sorcerers, uh, whatever. You know, he, you know, he made that like, kind of like uh, Five Nights knockoff thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Somebody get- What the hell is here. going on here, right? There's, there, uh, real quick before we get out of here, there, there's not many films because we see a bunch and we're pretty smart anyway. There is a predictability to things. There was an awful lot of this film where I'm like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. And it was exciting. Yeah. yeah. Like the, when somebody who has, who confronts him in a good way just says, I've been dreaming about you and it's been sort of a turn on. I, I need you to, come to my house and just stand in the corner and do this. Right, right. And you're like, what? You would never do that. And he's like, I guess. And I'm like, what? <laughs> do you realize what you're doing? And then there's just the way the scene plays out. And I'm like, I am in Pookie Town. Right. I have no clue what is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Literally not. And that kind of feeling is, again, there's a there's an attachment to that emotion where you're like, man, the rails are off. Everything right, right. is easy. Oh, you right. did this. And a- any next thing could could just could happen, and it's exciting. That's fun, yeah. and sometimes there's a there's a risk to it. And so, sometimes in this movie too, it's like you're doing it just to do it. Yeah, like not that you sometimes. actually have right. you know something to do, and it's and yeah. it's wild. But it's just like I don't know what's the weirdest even, thing we could do right now. Even some of the reenactments of his students saying like, "Yeah, I had a dream about you too," and he's like, well, "What was I doing? Tell me about this." And he's just like, they show it like they're like running from slaughtered pigs or some weird thing and they're flying monkeys and he's just walking looking at you and you're like what is going on 
what is going yeah. on? So yeah. anyway, it's like the anti-ring. Like the moment you yeah. see it, you know, you can't stop it. You know, it's just a really fun, fun thing to do. But, yeah, it's definitely uh, something I think everyone should check out. It's fun. It's like you really gotta, fun. you gotta see what's up. And with. it's short too. It's only like an hour and a half. So. Um, all right, so that's okay. it. Finally, it. Uh, for today, we got through a ton of movies. Yeah. We have some more, I'm sure, that we missed, yeah, sure. and it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> Next week um, will be the insanity of our best list. Yeah. Hopefully, with the video accompaniment, uh, we're gonna. Uh, we're gonna try and have like the YouTube version of this, yeah. but we will also just uh, like what we're gonna. It's not gonna be like a separate thing. It's gonna be very weird because why not be weird? Right. Um, because we're just gonna like suck the audio out of that and then keep the podcast, cool. and then that's just the that's podcast. Okay. So we'll see if that actually. We'll try. Happens. We're trying but, things, uh, but we got to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, like I said, we'll see you next week, right. and it will be you know crazy too. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> thanks Bye. thanks for listening <laughs> Bye. Bye. hey listeners on behalf of myself and shane leonard we want to thank you for tuning in once again the are you screening podcast is brought to you by are and a lot of wonderful people who help us out surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them all music used in our podcast is courtesy andrew lord Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.